0: hey this is amber ray
1: and this is dan pleiss
0: and this is unconditional love
1: a podcast about personal responsibility
0: okay then um Again, I'm Amber. I am a 59-year-old mother of three sons, one son still at home who is on the spectrum, and the primary caretaker of my elderly um, mother. I live in Denver, and I am single, and I'm happy with that.
1: (laughs) And my name is uh, Dan Pleiss, and I'm a 55-year-old gay man who lives in Chicago with a longtime partner. Uh, in an open relationship, uh, and um, I've been thinking about love and, and being approaching life from a loving perspective for a long time and doing a lot of work for myself, and this is Amber's and, Amber's and my favorite topic um, to discuss, so we decided to start recording some of our conversations to share with all of you.
0: Yeah. And like Dan said, I mean, this podcast is really just him and I um, talking about a variety of different life challenges and situations from our own personal and hopefully spiritual um, perspective. Um, and today we're hoping to talk about uh, letting go, um, about releasing ideas and jobs and relationships and habits that no longer serve um our highest good. Yeah. Right. Right, Dan.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's right. Amber. (laughs) And as a bonus, (laughs) (laughs) no, but to recap, uh, 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 generally what the, what we try to do is for this podcast is talk about, um, coming at, at, trying to be in a place of feeling unconditional love, And to define that to mean that um, it's not that you're looking at unlovable things and feeling love about them. It's not letting unlovable things take you out of a loving place. So so that's where the term unconditional love comes from for Mm -hmm. us, meaning that you feel love despite the conditions that you're in that's why it's unconditional it's not based on you don't need things to be a certain way in order to be loving things can be think the world is whatever it is you have no control over it but you can control how you feel and so that's where the term unconditional love comes from it's not for trying to force yourself to feel loving towards something that's bad it's not not minding that there are bad things in the world and keeping yourself in a loving place.
0: No, oh, that's so funny. You just saying that is like, I mean, that's basically all of it. So that's our podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to tune in next week.
0: Right. <laughs> when we say the same exact and thing again. over again. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it's pretty much the work, though, isn't it? In a way, it's just yeah. constantly reminding yourself of there's so many pressures and things that are pushing us to feel a certain way. And the. The whole trick is to like uh, um, in Lawrence of Arabia, when he puts up the match and the, the other guy tries it and he tries to put up the match and he holds his fingers on it and he burns his fingers and he says, what's the trick? And um, T.E. Lawrence says, the trick isn't that it, that it doesn't burn. The trick is not to mind that it burns.
0: Hmm. Yeah, wow. Okay, so our topic today is about letting go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the other day, well, now I wrote, I, I wrote the outline for this um, a couple weeks ago. So, um, but so a couple weeks ago, I was um, walking through the graveyard, which I am prone to do, and um, I was thinking about how much, like, I've changed in the last, you know. 10 just 10 years alone right like tom and i split up and my mom you know my mom's declined and you know uh her brain is being eaten away by dementia and um night is growing up and work you know work has changed and my house has changed uh and my my friends I don't know. Just so much has happened, and then of course there's you know the political situation and COVID, and um, uh, and I it I started thinking about um letting go, like all these changes happen and having to let go of of the things that I need to let go of, and that um, sometimes I I don't. You know, I don't completely let go of things, even though, um, even though life is asking me to, because life is always about change.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and I was, I was trying to figure out why, why, why do I hold on to things that no longer serve my highest good?
1: Yeah, can you give me an example? I'm not clear about what you mean, like, in terms of night growing up, like, what are you holding on to that you need to let go of about night growing up?
0: as an example um like that one's actually easier because i'm i'm better at that one um you know allow uh allowing just even in my mind allowing him to be an adult allowing him to make his own decisions Mm -hmm. um looking at him and respecting him in a different way Mm -hmm. because i know like my mother you know even before dementia um hit her, still looked at all of us kids as kids. I mean, she's mm-hmm. still, you know, and I, I keep reminding her that I'm, you know, I'm a middle-aged woman with adult children and, uh, grandchildren. I, and grandchildren and grandchildren uh,
1: grand ponies
0: uh, and grand ponies. That's right.
1: Um, and a grand pig.
0: So I've, you know, I've gone through my own life experience and my she's my mom was just incapable of mm-hmm. seeing any of us kids as adults, mm-hmm. like she just doesn't have that's not in her skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I mean that's just one example. It's easy, it's easier for me. Like with my kids, I was so grateful that they became adults and became fantastic mm-hmm. human beings. Um, but and you know I think that's I I know myself in like intimate relationships even though they end sometimes i hold on to the idea of them mm-hmm. you know or i rehash things that have happened in the past and as opposed to just letting go just let it go it's like mm-hmm. move on you know
1: yeah Fair. and i
0: know you, you you've said that you in, in your own way you struggle with i mean letting go is a big thing right mm-hmm. for all yeah, of well,
1: us yeah well it's it's uh it, it's acknowledging that you're not in control of your life and that's like that, right? really that's the that's really hard to do because we all pretend like we have any control whatsoever and the number of things we have control over are basically just ourselves yeah. we do things and they work out but that requires the cooperation of the the number of things that are required for us to accomplish anything the the number of cooperative components that have to be involved in us doing anything other yeah. than being and feeling and thinking you know in and of ourselves is is ridiculous like i mean if you think about if you want to i don't know why this example popped in my head if you want to go to the bank and deposit money you get in a car that was built by other people and drive on roads that were built by other people and go to a financial institution that's run by other people and trust them to hold on to your money and give it back to you when you want it. And all of that is run by a vast system of, you know, that nobody understands the way, you know, money is an abstract concept to begin with. So everyone's agreeing, collectively to pretend that money has value so that we can we can have commerce and exchange things with each other and then beyond all of the people involved the air that you breathe and the gravity that keeps you here and the sunlight that warms the that warms the planet like the and the fact that you know, we're our planet is relatively stable with in terms of the climate like we don't have any control over any of all of those things and mm-hmm. yet you pre- we pretend like oh well I went out and earned this money and I'm gonna go to the bank and I'm gonna deposit it and I am complete control of my life and I'm like I'm controlling every aspect of my life when you you're controlling such a tiny part of of all everything that was involved in you being able to do that
0: uh-huh. yeah.
1: We focus on just the one or two things that we can control and feel like we're in control of our lives.
0: And then feel um, lost and uh, uh, and then feel lost when there's things where we recognize where the universe is sending us signs constantly mm-hmm. about the things that we have no control over. And yet we convince ourselves that we do have control over it. And that's what makes us mm-hmm. unhappy.
1: Yeah. And then, well, the universe to me is, is sending us signs of. Of how to put yourself in sync with all of those other components, mm-hmm. so that things work out for you. And what makes what makes me, or I'm just, I mean, I'm saying the same thing in, in a different way. It's just how the way I think about it for myself is that you have to. The universe is sending you signs, and and on how to put yourself into a cooperative place with all of those other things, so it works out for you. Um, and if you ignore those signs and just try to fight your way against it then you'll end up being unhappy like you the road is blocked or your car doesn't work or you get to the bank and it's closed yeah. and there's so many things that could happen your, ba- you, your
0: basement floods
1: yeah your basement floods so you follow the signs hopefully that point you in the right direction towards everything cooperating yeah um yeah no i know what you mean with like with about letting go of things, that's, I mean, it sort of, it it keeps you from, your life from moving forward. Yeah. And I'm in that place of, just in the last couple of days, it's crystallized for me that the, my life is really pretty awesome right now, but the, but I focus so much on, couple of things that I'm not happy about. And, and I, and then I get unhappy with myself for focusing for, instead of just focusing on the the mountain of things that are going well, I focus on the one or two things that aren't and, and get myself in like this really sad, unhappy, angry place when I have so much that, and I can, that I should just be happy about and just ignore the, I mean, it's really such, you know, small things in the larger picture, but it's, for me, it's right now, I realize that I'm holding on to um, sexually with Chad, our relationship has evolved and we're still very sexual, but um, it changed after we broke up with Chris and, um, and then now since we've been in COVID, obviously... Um, were each other's only outlet, whereas before there were other outlets. Um, I realized I'm still holding on to... But Chad and I were... Sexually, our flow was so... When we were with Chris, and Chris wasn't around (laughs) because he was in Virginia most of the time, it flowed so perfectly, always. Like, it was just astonishing to both of us constantly, how amazing, amazing the connection was, and there are times since then that that happens, but it's not every time, and it's not it's not easy. It's not always easy, and and I um, on nights when I know that we're gonna play, I those during the day I get wrapped up in my head anxious about you know how it's going to go how it's going to will it flow will it not flow how you know what would the dynamic feel like tonight and, and 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 it was always I always used to just look forward to it with this huge you know sense of anticipation it was always almost always just amazing and some and it's so really good um but there are days when I just get so up in my head I get so unhappy about it and then I go into it with you know bad energy and then it's off and And, um, I realized that I think we haven't really spoken about it speaking, talking about it. Every time I try to talk about it, it just ends in worse unhappiness. Um, so I've learned to not talk about it and just try to process it in my head. because talking about it just amplifies all you're doing is focusing on the negative and talking about it and making it bigger and worse. And it just becomes a bigger block towards moving forward. But I just realized I'm almost I'm holding on to wanting it to be like it was back then instead of letting it be how it is now. And, and I think if I could, if I could let go of, I mean, it was so glorious, like I know why I want to go back there and wish that it could be that way. Um, but I think it's the fact that I spend so much time and energy wishing for that is the thing that's keeping me from, from getting to um, a new place yeah, yeah, yeah. where it yeah, could yeah. be that, not the same, but similar, you know, in a, in a new, it could be as good again in a new way. I know we absolutely know from vast experience that we have the potential, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting in the way of letting it evolve because I'm, I want to go, I want it to be like it was, or at least I, I, I think I was trying to, I was trying to get back to that place for so long after we broke up with Chris, I was trying to get back to that place as a starting off point. Like I, I didn't think it would stay that way because it's always evolved and changed. It's one of the things that keeps it so amazing and fresh as it constantly evolves. But I could, because I keep trying to, I want to get back to that starting place and then move forward from there and we never, and you know, of course, it makes sense that we could never be the same because the dynamic was different when Chris was in the relationship. But um, I'm still holding onto it. I, I realized that just like yesterday or the day before, like I'm still holding on to wanting to be, wanting it to be like it was. Mm-hmm. And the longer it goes, not being like it was, the more unhappy it makes me when I do start to go down that hole and think about it the more i think about it the m- and as time has gone on it makes me more and more and more unhappy thinking about it and because i'm because the reality is further and further away from where it was right so the 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 difference between the way it was and the way it is is bigger so it, it just increases my amount of unhappiness if i could i just need to figure out how to let go of that and uh I know that we'd be in a much better place and I know it's me yeah. and that I still f- catch myself being mad at him for not being the way I want him to be, even though I know that's a fool's errand to expect anyone to be anything other than themselves.
0: So then what are the, like, what are the tools or what are the things that, and not in this particular situation, but in other situations where you've you've let go of things and you get to a better to higher ground how did you do that you know
1: like Mm -hmm. you know it's like it's funny when i was talking the example that popped in my head which is um one of the things that, that you know was a big turning point was when you when you first introduced me to abraham hicks and you know this story and i've told it before but that with when i wanted to go i had hurt my knee and i was anxious about going up baldy and i didn't think i'd be able to make it and we got about halfway up and i said i just I, i'm afraid to keep going because i'm afraid i won't be able to get back down the trail and then we listened to abram hicks that day and i and i had never and they were talking about which is something it was just a totally new concept to me at the time that um if you keep asking the question you're not making room to allow the answer in because you're so busy asking that you can't hear the answer. And I went downstairs and I looked at the waterfall and it just popped into my head that the problem I was having was I wanted my knee, instead of being focused on having it heal and be better, I was focused on having it not be injured. I just kept wanting it to not be injured. And so I was stuck in this place of being, of wanting it to not be the way that it was and as soon as I was able I said to myself I know I I need to focus on having it be the way it is now and letting it and letting have letting it get better instead of wanting it to not be broken I, I needed to start wanting it to be healed and uh, the energy shifted in that moment, and I, I remember saying to you, like, I can't wait to – I want to go back up tomorrow, and I can't wait to go because I know that I can make it to the top. And I did without any problem at all, and the only thing that changed was the fact that I let go of the the idea I was stuck on of not wanting my leg to be hurt.
0: Yeah, it's huge, and it's almost it's – almost, I mean, I don't know if you feel this way, but – like with things like that, it's so profound that you recognize that the universe was. Th- and don't laugh at me, but sometimes, like your leg, your knee being hurt, it was the universe asking you to learn this lesson mm-hmm. or sending it to you to grow, right? Like mm-hmm. in a loving way. Um, and the only thing. That stops us is exactly what you just said. It's the way we think about things or the, mm-hmm. you know, we hold on to an idea of something that was as opposed to allowing what is to be brilliant, you know. Yeah,
1: no, it's, the, it's the path of least resistance. And sometimes. Oh, my
0: God. Right.
1: Sometimes the, the path of least resistance doesn't feel like it because it feels like, do I really need to, like, completely blow my leg apart and, and spend a year getting it to heal to learn that lesson. But that was the, the least <laughs> dramatic thing that needed to happen in order for me to hear it. Yeah. And, and I was so blocked. It, I was so stuck in my life that it was the only thing that could shift me and get me to move forward. Yeah. Huh. So yeah. You, you, like what do you do to, like what? What I mean, I know you've got a lot of challenges right now with with wanting things to change. So what are yeah. you doing to try to rip off of old thought patterns?
0: Well, I, I listen for messages because um, I get them a lot, and sometimes I ignore them. Um, but I'm trying to really be more open to um, to what's coming through and what and what feels right, you know, like trusting my gut or I have an intuition about something as opposed to having to double, th- you know, think about it
1: and, mm-hmm.
0: you know, rehash it in my brain. I try to just let that be.
1: Follow the um, impulse and yeah. not think about it.
0: Yeah, because um, to your point, you know, um, the path of least resistance is always the right way. Always. Mm. Um. So, I
1: um, well, I like we're, we're always on the path of least resistance, right? It's just a matter of how much resistance we're putting in our own way,
0: how much our brain messes us up yeah. on that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I always, and this has happened to me a lot in my life, you know, I, I think about something and I, you know, I write about it and I talk about it and I beat it, you know, I just beat the, the whatever the negative thought is and i cry and all you know all the things that i do um and then all of a sudden I get sick of myself like uh like i just can't, like and I, I don't know you know what what the thing is it gets me sick of myself but as soon as i get sick of myself and i stop thinking about whatever it is that's been weighing me down then everything is fine like everything shifts and it's such a it's such a simple thing, and the more that that's happened in my life, the less I allow myself to, like, I like. I already know what happens if I, like, hold on to a, a negative thought.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't, you don't wallow in it? You I stop don't yourself wallow from wallowing. in it. yeah. We've t- yeah, we've talked about this before, and I, I, I do the same thing. I just, um, sometimes it, I think, <laughs> it takes me. A really long time to get sick of depending on the topic, oh. but um, but when I do, like one day, I just it d- the same thing. I just have this sort of voice in my head, just go, Aren't you tired of listening to yourself? Everyone must be, everyone else must just be so sick of listening to you talk about this because because I'm sick of listening to me talk about this. So I'm sick of it. I think how sick everyone else must be of listening to it.
0: Oh my god, and, right?
1: And so, can't why don't I just stop? Let's just stop. <laughs> um, and uh, um, you know, think about something. I mean, that's what Abraham Hicks says, right? So think about something else. And so,
0: uh. well, and then um, you know, I always try to, in the course of us talking, especially on the podcast, I tr- I try to bring it back to how you know, what does it have to do with unconditional love? Um, And part of that is, you know, loving whatever happens in your life um, and then knowing yourself well enough to know if something, a person or a job or whatever, whatever it is, if it's not serving your highest good, then just finding what does serve your highest good, you know, even Mm -hmm. if it's just a thought, you know, to change your thought. Because if, if your thoughts are making you unhappy, they're not the right thoughts.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's so noticeable. And, you know, with, with I mean, I've talked last time about how with COVID, it's, um, I mean, for the, the vast majority of the time, the only person I interact with, certainly live, is bad. And it's, like oh, it's, I, I get the lesson over and over and over that when I'm in a bad mood about something in our relationship, I always get, when I, when I go and try to talk to him, I'll get bad energy back from him and we'll start, and we'll pick at each other and bitch at each other. And when I'm in a good mood, we get along great. And it's, it's so obvious that, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous i mean i i'll know i'm like Ugh, this like i can't I, I can't shake this mood and this isn't going to go well and we'll have like a an evening where we're just kind of like picking at each other <laughs> and i and i know that that i'm 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 not saying that i control chad's behavior yeah. but he, he reflects back what i'm giving him whether it's i mean i can be as gracious as i try to you know i can try to be as gracious as, as possible but if the energy that I have is negative, then I'll get negative energy back. And, um, so just stay focused on all the positive things. And, and I like further with the situation I was talking about with, with, me, like, I just need to stop worrying about it and just appreciating everything that is great about our relationship and, and not want to go back to a place that we, that's, you know, it's, it's in the past. It's not, it's never, it's, I mean it's ridiculous to think that we could go back to something that was a completely different situation in a different house with other people involved. It was four years ago. And.
0: Was it really uh, four years ago?
1: It was like three years ago. This like right now.
0: That does time. Um, hmm.
1: But. Uh, the only thing that's stopping me from being happy and it and I know that I could be super happy with it is me i'm'm I'm, thing that's holding me back from being ridiculously happy in in even that aspect of my life and everything especially when everything else is going so great I don't even have anything really to complain about and <laughs> it's like oh poor you you you're just down to having sex only twice a week now during covid and so many people are <laughs> trapped in the house by themselves. So it's uh it's so, you know, I know I can't even, I, I mostly don't even try to talk to other people about it because I know that no one's going to give me any sympathy, but I just, I just want it to, it's the times it's happened. It happened so many times when we were in the flow of it, when I literally felt like I was going to, I could feel the energy flowing through me and it was so intense and ex- almost excruciating that I was consciously like trying to radiate energy out into the world because I couldn't contain it in my body because the, the joy that was that would course through me and it was so extraordinary that I mean it's understandable why I want to get that back but Going back isn't the way to to get to it. It's I have to find the path forward.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it really sounds like you have like a, a spiritual experience through your sexual self and you reach like that kundalini energy. I totally get that. Like I totally get that spiritual ecstasy um, that comes through the physical. Um
1: And it's also something, it's because my mind is so busy, it's the one thing that can completely capture my attention and allow me to block out all the bazillion annoying stupid things that we think about all day long that that are hard to shut out. Yeah. So if I can just, I just need to focus on, the to your point about, so focus on the now and find the joy in it. Yeah.
0: Well, if you want to fly, you have to let go of the things that weigh you down, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. This was a very soulful conversation. And even though I had to um, redo the beginning like 15 times <laughs> because I forgot <laughs> how to speak my name correctly.
1: If more than five people listen to these, I'd say you should cut them together at the end as a little outtake for a laugh.
0: (laughs) So people could hear me say, God damn it.
1: Unconditional love. No, wait. Okay. Unconditional. Oh, wait. Okay. What's the name of it? (laughs) Uh, All right.
0: right. Well, I am grateful. I'm so grateful for you, Dan. I'm so grateful that we do this um, because it's healing it's healing for me in
1: you know. i know it's, it's lovely I'm, i i love you too and uh if you want to send us an email m- again maybe someday somebody will call it Send us an email amberdanlove love love at gmail.com do you actually still check that account like maybe people are maybe it's flooded with email do you ever actually check it no <laughs> i don't even <laughs> so don't i know. forget i have no idea um,
0: although i thought i set it up where it's supposed to forward
1: oh auto forward auto forward
0: yeah I'll check I'll check it and see if I can remember the password
1: (laughs) (laughs) it
0: probably is you're right you're right all right so uh, spiritually we love you guys thank you for listening Um, and we're you know grateful to be in the world with you guys and doing this podcast
1: yes all right love you have a great day. okay